Hallelujah. Amen. A lot of folks think what we do around here is wasted time. It says, For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me, but me, you do not have always. Hallelujah. He told them, you're going to always have some poor folks around. That's one opportunity you're going to always have. There's always going to be somebody that's needing some help. He said, but me, you're not going to have always. The opportunity that you're looking in the eye right now is only to be once in a lifetime. And that's what I want to preach the next few minutes, a subject titled, Once, A Once in a Lifetime Opportunity. Heavenly Father, as we come to you right now, we thank you and we praise you for your grace. This service tonight, the presence that we have felt here so mightily, Notice tonight, speak to us, God, for the next few minutes, that we may deliver the word that you have given and laid upon our hearts. In Jesus' name, let the church say, and you can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want everybody to consider tonight, and hallelujah, I'm going to tell you like Brother Harrison used to tell you, I'm not going to stand before you long. Hallelujah. Lord of God, I'll tell you like Elizabeth Taylor told her seventh husband, I won't keep you long. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord of God. Yeah, I stole that one too from an old boy down in Arkansas. Hallelujah. Won't call no names. Hallelujah. But I want to talk about the word opportunity. Opportunities of various kinds cross our path every day of our life. Every day of our life, we have some kind of opportunity to cross our path. Some of them we take, others we pass up for whatever the reason or reasons. There are some opportunities that come quite often on a daily basis. Jesus told them, he says, um, you're going to always have the poor with you. In other words, you're always going to have an opportunity there. Some opportunities, they come often on a daily basis. These opportunities are there for us to take advantage of any time we please. They're always available to be used at our own discretion. But the types of opportunities that we want to consider in this message tonight are opportunities that are few and far between. Opportunities that are few and far between. Opportunities that cross our path that are so valuable and so important, so life-changing, that they are once-in-a-lifetime deal. Once-in-a-lifetime deal. Now, in our text uh, this evening, we can see an opportunity of great magnitude. It crossed the path of several people simultaneously. But only one person, a woman, whose life had been changed so much by Jesus that she took the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that was given her Recognition from people of, of, of the world over. 
But most importantly, she received a blessing from the Lord that no one could ever take away from her. Hallelujah. Because she took that one opportunity, that one opportunity that she had to do something for the Lord. Amen. Something was given her that would always be remembered. So remembrance of the gospel of wherever the gospel would always be preached. She would always be remembered. And for over 2,000 years, that has been true in the case. Everybody knows the story about the alabaster box. There's even a, you know, uh, even a beautiful song that was uh, written about it. And, uh, and what happened and transpired that day. Um, this young lady, we find out about from another gospel, her name, she was, she was Mary. She had an opportunity. The Lord had did something in her life, and she wanted to do something special for Him. I want you to know something tonight, church. There are some opportunities we have for God only going to come by one time. Hallelujah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to talk and tell on myself a little bit tonight. Um, you know, there's always... When you go out on the streets of Nashville, in, in, in some areas more than others, uh, you're going to find people that um, uh, is always going to be there and, and going to be hitting you up for money of some some kind. And uh, and you know we get that a lot in the location where we at. You know, there seems like sometimes they just it's just one right after another. And because that most of them, notice I said most of them, not all of them, but because of most of them comes by and you, you've heard the same old tale hundreds and hundreds of times, and when, when, when all, almost when you begin to hear them speak, we, we get to where we just kind of shut them off and don't really listen to what they say because we know what's coming next and we've heard the same old story and so... Uh, we get away from the situation as soon as we possibly can. We try to bypass it and, and go go around it. Uh, several years ago, uh, back when I was um, uh, driving a truck for Middle Tennessee uh, Foods, uh, early one morning I stopped at a restaurant out on uh, Murfreesboro Road, and um, um, and this I don't know, this this was about. Uh, I don't know, 8.30, something like that in the morning. My, my day started real early like it does now. It seemed like everything I had always started real early. I mean, I started my day about about around about 4 o'clock in the morning. But around about 8.30, I pulled in. We had some, I had some time and uh, um, uh, stopped and went in and uh, got me some breakfast. And then I left and um, uh, walked, walked out. And uh, when, I, when I walked out of, of the restaurant, there was this... Uh, a uh, woman there standing there, and um, uh, she uh, uh, she stopped me and she says, uh, uh, "I sure would uh, like to have something to eat. Could you uh, help me to give me give me some money to uh, to give me something to eat?" And I, you know, with a look at her, I uh, automatically in my mind identified her with 
a lot of other uh, ladies that I've seen walking up and down that part of, of Murfreesboro Road. And uh, uh, and so um, I just quickly said, I, I just don't have time now. i gotta, I got to get back on the road. And... Um, so uh, I and I and I just and I walked on and but as I started to crawl up in my truck and I turned I turned back around and looked and uh, and she was standing there, dropped her head and uh, uh, as she was walking off and around around, around the corner and uh, and she was she was crying and um, something just just hit my spirit then says fella you messed up big time. That uh, uh, this this lady was needing some help. She was needing something to eat, and uh, the least you could learn if you didn't want to give her no money, you could, you could tuck her right in the door of that restaurant, and uh, and told him to fix her some breakfast. And here's uh, this is this will cover it. And uh, I uh, closed the door of my truck, locked it, and started back around that way, and I couldn't find her. And uh, I ran back to my truck, and I started driving down that part of Murfreesboro Road where I thought she was, she was, and uh, and, and I couldn't see it, uh, and, and never did, never did see her. And I was really at that time wanting to see this lady because I knew that she was for real and what she was asking, and she was needing some help. But I had an opportunity that I walked away from. And we have to be careful, especially today in our age that we live in, because we all going to come across certain situations that sometimes we become uh, uh, desensified to. Uh, and um, a lot of times we will cut strangers off quick and not really give them the time to hear them out or at least take the time to be praying in your spirit and ask God to give you some direction on what to do. Because the Bible does tell us, don't be forgetful to entertain strangers, because some have entertained angels underwear. Hallelujah. God could very well send her my way that morning just to test me. I don't know. There's one thing I do know, that if he did, I flunked that test. I flunked it big time. And it bothers me still to this day, and that's, uh, that's been 12, 15 years ago. And it's still, when I think about it, it bothers me. It was a missed opportunity. And uh, God spoke in my heart, and I want to share with you tonight, and, and I'm just going to take my time, and I'm going to talk just a little bit, um, not a, a, a fiery uh, a, a message, brimstone message-like, but I, wa- I just want to talk a little bit about uh, opportunity, amen, and uh, I want us to talk about it, amen, uh, about, uh, about these opportunities that God send, sends us, hallelujah. Amen. And this woman uh, who brought um, this alabaster box, and she broke it, and she poured it uh, over uh, the, uh, the head and the feet of Jesus and, uh, and anointed him, um, it was an opportunity that she had that she could not pass up. It's an opportunity that she had that she took. It didn't make no difference what nobody else said about her. It didn't, it didn't matter what nobody, how somebody else was putting her down or ridiculing her or doing all that kind of stuff. Amen. She, what she was doing, she was doing from her heart. She wasn't doing it to show off to nobody, but it was between her and Jesus. And I guarantee you this woman was blessed. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's talk about some once-in-a-lifetime uh, once opportunities. 
um, first thing that came into my mind and my spirit was an opportunity to show appreciation. We live in a fast-paced, hectic world. Our lives become so inundated with the pressures and problems and overall schematics of, that make up our personal world that we become enslaved by what I would call manufactured priorities. Think about that just for a moment. Manufactured priorities. And thus begin to pass up opportunities to show appreciation to all those who have taken the time, love, and concern to invest something valuable and special in our lives. A lot of times the people, amen, that we should take the opportunity to show our appreciation to the most, a lot of times they're the ones that we forget to do it to. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. And we should always, when we have an opportunity, to show our appreciation to somebody that's been special in our lives, that's done something special for us, amen, that's helped us in some kind of way, we should always take that opportunity to show that appreciation. Hallelujah. And I, I, hey, we get to talking about being spiritual and getting a, oh, you know, Holy Ghost man and Holy Ghost woman and oh, we get these, all these gifts and all this stuff going on around here. But I want you to know something. Hallelujah. Sometimes we try to judge our spirituality too much about with the spiritual and the so-called deep things. Hallelujah. And we, we pass up on so many opportunities that God gives us to show the world what Jesus Christ is really like. Jesus told his disciples, it's by one thing shall the whole world know that you are my disciples. It's not that you run the aisles and jump up and down and shout. Talking in tongues don't have nothing to do with it. Amen. Screaming at the top of our lungs don't have nothing to do with it. Hallelujah. He said, but in that that you have love one for the other, by this shall all the world know that ye are my disciples. Hallelujah. Amen. I think God wants us to take the opportunity, and sometimes because of all of our manufactured priorities, we got, we got to do this and we got to do that right now. You know, I mean, some things we think, man, it's a life and death situation that really don't mean nothing. And we get so tied up in what we think's got to be done right now that if we can't do it right now, uh, it ain't going to be done. We got a whole lineup of opportunities that God is trying for us to get a hold of to show somebody, like Brother Michael said this morning, about Jesus Christ and His love and His power. Taking the opportunity to show appreciation. I got a, I got a list of few things down here. Appreciation to our parents. Our parents. Hallelujah. I'd give I'd give anything to be able to tell my mom and my dad today personally how much that I appreciate what they what they did for me. I might not be here preaching in front of you tonight if I wasn't raised in a home that taught me about who Jesus was and serving God. It taught me how to pray. Hallelujah. No, not everything was taught that which I adhere to or, or believe in today, but it was through their efforts that I was made aware of Jesus. 
It was through my dad's life and his ministry that he had with God that caused me as a very young boy on a Sunday night, one minute I was jumping and playing and running around like any a child would be doing right in the, right in the middle of the altar call service. And other people had done, uh, had done come down and praying and repented. But man, I was back there playing with all the rest of them. And all of a sudden, I was interrupted by the Holy Ghost. And God just like got a hold of me and just shook me. It wasn't my mom, it wasn't my daddy, it wasn't nobody else, but it was God. And I mean, it was just, many years have passed, but I remember just like it was yesterday. And all of a sudden, something just drawed my eyes to the front of that church, to that altar. Man, I stared at that thing and I could just feel it like a magnet just pulling me. I thought, what in the world's going on? Hallelujah. Before that, and that was over, I'd done bench at a time. I said, you know, one bench and snip around on one bench. Hallelujah. And finally, I got on the very front, front, front bench. And when I looked around, I thought nobody was looking. I made a dash to the altar. Hallelujah. And uh, there were some opportunities I had to show and t- tell appreciation to my parents that I didn't take it. That now, you know, I, you know. I'd give anything if I could. There are times I've had opportunities to show my appreciation to Jesus that I haven't done. Times that I should have thanked Him for what He did that I didn't thank Him. Times that He had blessed me, and I'd just go on and just maybe sometimes have attitude like, I told you this wasn't going to be a shouting bitch, but I'm just kind of talking to you. I'm, I'm opening my heart at too. I, 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 feel, I feel a meek spirit in this house tonight right now. Hallelujah. I, I think about the song that Dottie Rambo once wrote out of the over 2,000 songs that she wrote in her lifetime. One of my favorites, I didn't come here to ask you for anything. I just come to talk with you, Lord. My, my, my. Seems like a lot of times, the only time we fall on our knees and take the time to pray it's when we're asking God for something. How many times will you take the time to say, Lord, I'm not going to ask you to help me pay my light bill, my car bill, or buy some groceries, but I'm just talking to you, and I'm not going to ask you for one thing, but, Lord, I want to show some appreciation to you right now. I want to thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, you've been so good to me. Oh, Lord, you've been so good to me. You've done what this world cannot do. And many times I've had the opportunity to show God how much I appreciate Him. And I had other things going. I had other priorities. Sometimes God places teachers in our lives that teaches us and trains us and and gives us lessons of examples. And we fail to show appreciation for their guidance and for their instruction. Our family Hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, even with all the problems you might think might be in your family, you need to thank God for your family. Families, amen, are very important. Families are important in, 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 uh, in, in the sight and the eyes of God. Hallelujah. And you need to thank God for your family. Amen. And show appreciation to the members of your family for friendship. Hallelujah. The man... 
the, 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 the list could go on and on and on about opportunities that we need to take to show our appreciation. I am reminded in the book of Romans, chapter 13, verses 7 and 8, uh, it gives a scripture here that kind of relates a little bit to what I'm talking about, about giving appreciation and showing appreciation. Romans chapter 13, verses 7 and 8. He said, Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything. But to love one another, for he that loves one, loves another has fulfilled the law. Hallelujah. Now, I've heard some people talk this and pull it plumb out of context, and I know some folks that ain't in the th- ain't in world, ain't no way in the world they would ever buy anything on time, be it an automobile or be it a house or, or, or anything. Uh, because they had deep down beliefs that you ain't supposed to owe nobody nothing. But that, that's not what this scripture is talking about. This scripture is not talking anything about, but, uh, taking out a, a monetary loan. This scripture, when you leave it in the contest from which he said, rendered therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything. Don't owe nobody nothing. Hallelujah. There's a lot of times that there are people in your life that you owe them some honor and you have failed to honor them, failed to show them appreciation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And God will judge you just as much for that as you trying to beat somebody out of money. Hallelujah. Just as much as it's a sin to try to beat somebody out of, out of some money, hallelujah, it's just as much a sin you try to beat somebody out of the honor that they're due. The tribute that they're due. Whatever that they have done and been in your life, God expects you to show your appreciation to these people. It's all part of being in the life of Christ and living a life the way that Jesus wants us to live, that we let our light shine before men, that others may see our good works and glorify Him. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. So let me move on. What about opportunities to serve? We talked about opportunities to show appreciation. Opportunities to serve. When Mary was anointing the feet of Jesus, she was performing a function that was reserved for the servants of the household. Many times we grow and advance so much in life that we think we have come to the place when we don't have to do, do certain things any longer. Hello, somebody. Well, I understand at one time I used to do some of those menial tasks, but uh, nobody would expect anybody of my stature and my position. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's called heady and high-mindedness. It's called proud look. It's called the Bible says that pride cometh before fall. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You ain't going to never get to the status in God, amen, that, that you're too good to do something. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Everything in the kingdom of God, we should look as an opportunity to serve Jesus. To serve Him. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. God, God, uh, God don't go along with this stuff. Well, you know, uh, doing, scrubbing out the bathroom toilets. That's for somebody else in the church. My, I'm up here. Uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a member of the board, or I'm a Sunday school teacher, or I'm this, or I'm that. You know, I mean, somebody else, that's, that's somebody else's job. Uh-uh. There's not no big eyes and little U's in God's house. Come on. But everything that needs to be done, we should be willing to step up at the plate and do it as an opportunity to serve. Hallelujah. Sometimes we in churches today, we, we, we have done forgot the whole concept of servanthood. Glory to God. You know, Brother Michael talked about foot washing this morning. Sometimes I think it'd do us good. Maybe one of these days we come in, I might have a 55-gallon drum in here and say, okay, pull your shoes off. We might just have a foot washing. Oh, no, 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 no. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There ain't no place for pride in God's house. There's no place for pride in the kingdom of God. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. Amen. We need to take opportunities that God gives us to serve. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know what I like about men and women who God has established and given them a, some type of ministry and blessed in some kind of way, but still those people don't mind to roll up their sleeves, amen, and get their hands dirty sometimes? That's a blessing from God. That, that's, that's showing the light of Jesus, folks. Hallelujah. Not expecting somebody else to do all the dirty stuff all the time. Hallelujah. Opportunities to serve. Hallelujah. But so like I said, sometimes we grow in advance in this life that we think we come to a place that we don't have to do certain things no longer. But service to others is an opportunity granted to us by God to give back a little of the blessings that He has given us. Hallelujah. Too many people have been blessed and then they forget where they come from. I guess one way of saying what pastor's trying to teach tonight, don't ever forget where you come from. Hallelujah. Don't forget where God has brought you from. Hallelujah. The words to serve and the words to minister are synonymous in their meanings. Hallelujah. The word serve and the word minister mean the same thing. We, we get the wrong concept when we, when we hear people talk about ministry all the time. We think it's talk about pulpit stuff, what I'm doing right here. But the biggest concept of ministry means to serve. Hallelujah. I get so sick and tired of some... I don't have no problem with people being blessed and the church being blessed. And, and um, you know, uh, I, I was at a big meeting one one, one time, and uh, uh, one of the preachers uh, was honored, and there was uh, there was the, the board members of his church was in that, in that and um, the board members uh, elected one of them to come, and he went up there and uh, handed this man man the keys of a brand new Lexus and said, Pastor says, God has blessed our church. He says, oh, we want to bless you. And they dropped those keys uh, and, uh, in his hands. You know, and I, I, don't, I don't see a problem with that if God has blessed them, whatever. But what I do see a problem with is that vehicle, where it be a Lexus or where it be a Ford or where it be a Chevrolet, that I say, you always you follow me in front of me and you, and you stay behind me. You make sure you open them doors where I can get in. 
Hello, somebody. I got a problem with that. I've seen that. Where's your handkerchief? Boy, you should be up there wiping my brow. Where's that? I've seen that done. Hallelujah. God did not call me for me to be your God in His place. Oh, somebody ought to shout on that one. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. When God called me into the ministry, He called me to be a servant. Hallelujah. He did not call me. <laughs> Lord, i got to run out of here and come up before you and have one of these grills in my mouth. Watch out. I'm, I might come in here one of these days. See how much you're awake. Hallelujah. I'll teach you to talk about my white suit. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to come in here with one of them grill jobs. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I am talking about servanthood. Amen. And every one of us should look at every opportunity that we have to serve somebody, to help somebody, to be a blessing. Because Jesus says, when you do these things to the least of these, my brethren, you are doing it unto who? Unto me. Hallelujah. If I, if I serve you, if I help you, if I, if, I, if, I, if I bend myself down and I do something subservient unto you, I'm not doing it unto you. I'm doing it unto God. Hallelujah. I'm doing it unto God. He's the one that's going to take notice. And if I get my back padded for doing it, I'm going to let him be the one that I don't want you doing it. Come on. Hallelujah. Opportunities to serve. Hallelujah. So the words to serve and the minister mean the same thing. They're synonymous. Um, and, and those who take it upon themselves to function in either places himself in a subservient position. In the view of Christ, it is an honor to serve our fellow man. We should look at any opportunity to help serve or assist one another as a blessing of God. Be, be getting Romans chapter 16 verses 1 and 2 ready, um, uh, Sean. Um, in the view of Christ, it is an honor to serve our fellow man. We should look at any opportunity to help and serve. Uh, there's a lot of times we miss opportunities by not paying attention to something that our brother and sister is saying. Sometimes people will not never come out and ask for anything. But they all give you a lot of hints. And I think God expects us to be observant sometimes of some hints that some of our brothers and sisters are giving us that need some help to where they wouldn't break down and ask. But if, if you see or you perceive or understand that somebody is in need of something, of service, then that's an opportunity that's come your way for you to serve. I still think about, and I'm going to give an example here, and I'm, and I'm, going, to, I'm, going, to, I'm going to do what I'm preaching about. I'm, I'm going to give honor to whom honor is due. I, I don't know, it's been 
three or four years ago that uh, it was it was the day before the time for us to turn our our buses in the school buses, and man, I had been sick. I had one of them spring uh, uh, colds or flu or something or another, and I and I. I mean, I didn't. There was no. There was no choice. I had to get this bus turned in and ready, uh, uh, ready to be turned in and being being uh, ex- uh, examined or not examined, but uh, inspected. That's the word I want. And um, brother, brother Daryl uh, uh, called the house, uh, and. Uh, I was in I was in Jolton up there where I had my bus parked, and, and and my wife told him where I was at, you know what I was doing, and he knew I was sick, and uh, he headed out from Springfield and he drove down there to Jolton, and got in got right in there and helped me finish getting that bus ready to go. That was an opportunity that he had to help somebody. That he didn't miss that opportunity. And God will bless him for that. God will bless you for those things. Sometimes we need, see, we get, we get, I told you, we get too hectic and tied up in life and we just get so, so busy that we don't realize all around us, sis, all around us there are people crying out for some help. Hallelujah. People in need of a friend. Sometimes there might be a brother or sister in the Lord that all they need is for somebody from the church to take the time to pick up a phone call and just call them and give them a few words of encouragement. It seems like a lot of people have forgotten how to just try to try to encourage somebody. But folks, there are times that we all need to be encouraged. There are times that every one of us feel down and out. And we're going through all kinds of struggles and situations. And it will mean a million dollars just to have somebody to call and, and encourage you. Hallelujah. Talking about uh, washing feet a while ago. I was moved by Brother Brother Rigsby down in Hot Springs a couple of years ago as he was preaching a message. And uh, and this is part of the words he said in, in, in his message. And, and he, met, he mentioned washing feet and, 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 uh, and serving people and, and, and helping people. And he said, there have been times in my life that I've had my feet washed by a brother calling me on the telephone just at the right time and talking to me and encouraging me and lifting me up. And he said he was a 100 miles away from me, and he was talking on one line, and I was on the other end talking, and said this brother don't know it, but he was washing my feet while talking to me on the telephone. He said because it was exactly what I needed when I needed it. Somebody was tuned in enough to God to be able to listen and say somebody needs an encouraging word. Hallelujah. 
I've had that happen to me. I bet you've had it happen to you. That just out of the wild blue yonder, somebody called you that you wasn't expecting was going to call. I mean, do you think that's just coincidence? Uh-uh. No, that's, that, that's more than coincidence. Hallelujah. That, that's more than coincidence. Hallelujah. So we need to take the opportunity to serve one another. Amen. To, to, to encourage one another, to enlift one another. One more. Uh, let, well, let me read, read this, though, in uh, Romans chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. Apostle Paul ended up his letter to the Romans. This is what he told the church in Rome. He says, I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Centuria, that you receive her in the Lord as become of saints, and that you assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a securer of many, and myself also. Now, we talk a lot about deacons in the church, but a lot of time the deaconesses has not been talked about. But God had deacons in the church, and they're in the church, and there were deaconesses in the church. Lady deacons. Phoebe was one of these. That's what that word servant means right there. Diconate in the Greek. It, it, uh, it, it means, it's the Greek word diconate from what we get the word deacon. And Paul, as he was writing the church here of Rome, he said, I commend unto you, Phoebe. In other words, he says, I can recommend Phoebe unto you. I'm recommending this lady unto you, this sister in God. She's a servant of the church. He said, I want you to receive her just like you would receive me. Sister in whatever business she has need of, for she has been a secure or she has been a helper. Of many, and of myself also. This lady took take the time, had taken the time to serve so many people and to help so many people that she got the notice of the Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul, and had her name recorded in Holy Scripture. Amen. Because that she was willing to serve. Hallelujah. One other thing, and I'm going to close. Opportunity to invest. Now, Pastor, we can not talk about that. Hallelujah. Opportunity to invest. The cost of the perfume which Mary used to anoint Jesus would have cost the average working man in that day a whole year's salary. Did you know that? Hallelujah. I mean, this alabaster box that she uh, took and and uh, it was it was actually a perfume type stuff and if you study all about that and everything it was very costly and it actually the cost of it was actually equal to an average working man's salary for a year, amen. It was more likely the most valuable possession that she had, but Mary looked at this as an opportunity to invest something in Christ because of the love and favor that He had shown her. The greatest investment anyone can make is investments in the kingdom of God. Amen? How much do we all, and, and listen to me here, how much do we all waste and flush down the pipe simply to pamper ourselves with careless spending? Hello. Hallelujah. 
How much is every one of us here one time or another just flushed down the toilet because of our careless spending? Because we got to pamper ourselves. Hallelujah. Lord of God, I got I got I got three I got three shotguns stacked in that in that in that case at home, but man, I got to have that right there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> But we ain't got to the high heel shoes yet. No. <laughs> Jennifer took a blanket and covered her head up when I said, Did y'all notice that? <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know what? Um, nothing, nothing you give God or His kingdom can ever be described as being careless or reckless. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul was always ready to spend, or should I say invest, in the kingdom. Second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 15. Something he wrote to Corinthian church. You can go ahead and put it up there when you get it. Second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 15. The Apostle Paul was a man who knew how to invest in the kingdom of God. He was a man who was always spending and spending of himself. Look, notice what he said. Uh, 15, brother, 12 and 15. And I will very gladly spend... And be spent for you. Now he's talking to the church in Corinth. He said, I, he said, I'll spend and I'll be spent. I'll use myself up completely for your sake. And he let him know, he says, uh, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I'll be loved. I mean, he was, he was having to correct them for some things. But here's, here's the point. I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. Why was that? Because Paul was an investor in people. He was an investor in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And nothing that you ever do in God's kingdom will be considered reckless or irresponsible. The greatest thing that you can invest in is the kingdom of God. Now, I'm going to close, Brother Daryl, to get ready to sing a chorus. But just kind of remember what I've talked about. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. There are some opportunities that you're going to have that you're only going to have one time. One time. Don't pass those opportunities up. Because they're very valuable. They're very important. Um, this message tonight was just maybe a little bit different from pastor's normal type of preaching. But, but I, was, I was just as much anointed and, and, uh, and directed by God in this. Hallelujah. Let's don't miss our opportunities. 
Sometimes we miss opportunities as individuals. Sometimes we miss opportunities as, as churches, as a church as a whole. But we cannot let, in this day and age we live in, allow any opportunities that God puts in our hand to slip out of our hand. If God puts an opportunity in your hand, you better clamp down on it. You hear what I'm saying? You better grab a hold of it. If God lays an opportunity in your hand, you better hold on. Hallelujah. Let's everybody stand together right now. Hallelujah. If you need prayer or anything tonight, we give you this opportunity. As Brother Darrell sings. Because He lives. Oh, yes. I can to tomorrow because Oh, yes, I like that, yes. I'll feel because I know Congregation and this pastor has been blessed by the privilege of having met and been able to worship with uh, Sister Marie here. And um, we love you in the Lord, says. It's from a heart. She's a beautiful lady, and uh, we appreciate her so much. She's going to be leaving, going back. And uh, Sister Faye says she wants us to pray that God's hand to be with her as she takes her flight. Amen. We want to pray to God give her a safe journey back home. And also that God will give her a long memory to remember where we're at. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And, you know, again, you know, uh, we praise the Lord for her birthday today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's, let's just go to God in prayer right now. And everybody help me pray. And let's pray that God's hand will be upon her as she travels back and to bless her and put her in favor. Heavenly Father.
God, we thank you, God, right now, God, for the blessing that you have given us, God, to have met and known this precious lady, God. And in your holy name, I'm asking, God, that your hand rest upon her, Father. Right now, in Jesus' name, let your angels go with her. Protect her, God. Give her a good flight back, God. Keep your hand of protection upon her, God. And bless her, God, tremendously. Back when she gets back home, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Right now, Lord, send your angels around her and bless her right now. Oh, hallelujah. Right now, Lord, let her feel your presence. Glory. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. Yes. I've been here for three weeks, and I have really enjoyed myself, and I enjoy each and every one of you. You have been really nice to me, and I can never, ever forget all of you. And when I go back home, I'm going to tell my church family just how nice you all have been to me. And I pray that I may be able to see you again soon. So thank you. Thank you, Lord. Come here. Hallelujah. Also, this young man, we thank God for him also. Amen. Give him a hand clap. Hallelujah. Ha <laughs> Awesome. Oh, so uh, I guess until school gets started back now. Okay. Well, we praise God. I've been, I don't know if you've been noticing, but he's been enjoying himself just worshiping God right here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless this young man. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. When, when we dismiss, make sure that you uh, uh, hug their neck and let them know exactly how much you, you thank for them. Praise the Lord. Yes, Okay, all of our young people that uh, that are here tonight, would you come step up here and let's come around the front right now? Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. All, come on, uh, all of our young people. Hallelujah, praise God. Yes, come on. Sorry, Jinjin. I don't know how you wound up on the youth page of the website of the church. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Of what you want to do in prayer. All right, hallelujah. He wants us to pray for the for the young people in the youth for our church because of that the devil is fighting an onslaught and battle against the youth. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. They just um, some of them come out of this uh, camp, uh, camp meeting camp. Hallelujah. The Lord just moved in a mighty way. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and God and bless. We thank God for that. But let's pray that God will continue to bless them and strengthen them and put a put an umbrella over each and every one of them. All right, let's all pray right now. Heavenly Fathers, we come to you right now in the mighty, blessed name of Jesus, God. We. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, God, Lord, for these people, Lord, these young people, God. God, move in their life. Use them, God. Bring them the fulfillments of the Holy Ghost, God. God, that they, God, might go forth in your name, God, shining your light, God, and carrying your word. God, keep the hand of the enemy away from them, God. Protect them right now in this evil world in which we're living in right now. In the, oh, hallelujah, I feel your presence right now, Lord. Just let it move right now, Jesus. Hallelujah. I am. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want everybody to uh, uh, to remember our service is coming Wednesday night. Uh, prayer time at 7.15. Our service will start at 7.30. Be in prayer for the um, uh, the conference that begins on on next week also. Let's pray that God's hand will be in that. Yes. All right. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise the Lord. I thank God for everything He's done for me. I lost my voice shouting at camp. I'm talking a transformation. I am so excited. I am so fired up. The Lord is going to do something. I'm telling you. I thank God for Brother Larry coming with me. I was talking to the other, uh, some of the youth of Brother Jeff's church that went. I was like, you know, I was like, I think I'm, me and Brother Paul are probably the only ones that went to camp, and I don't really have a lot of people there. You know, as fired up as I am, I'm probably. I was like, you know what, Brother, Brother Larry blessed me when he came this morning. I was like, I have someone to shout with. <laughs> and number five on our ten reasons to go to camp is to shout like Brother Larry. He's there every year. I thank God for him. I was, um, we had, you know, the first night of camp, you know, everybody's kind of like standoffish and not really willing to you know, moved to the Spirit of the Lord. And this year, everybody just kind of gathered together, and it was beautiful. Well, we're going to sleep one night, and we heard, you know, we were in next door cabin to Becca and some other little girls that were there around the age group. And we woke up, you know, curfew was at 1. We all went, everybody thought everyone went to bed. But we were laying in the bed just talking, and we heard weeping next door. So we decided to get up and put some, you know, more clothes on, we're sleeping, and um, we went over there, and every one of those little girls, 12, 9, 10, were just weeping in a circle, and their door mother was just praying over them, and they are speaking in tongues, and three got filled with the Holy Ghost at 2 o'clock in the morning in their dorms. Rebecca was, Rebecca was delivered from her anxiety. I thank God for that. So after we got through praying, you know, because me and the girls, we wanted to go in there and see what's going on. We wanted to be part of their church service. So we went there and helped shout around. And we didn't know their dorm with oil. We prayed for the dorm mother, sister, and Nina. It was powerful. Well, they decided to go to sleep because, you know, they didn't fall asleep until about 3. And we weren't done because we just got started when we went in there. So we went up to the church. We snuck to the church because you're not supposed to get out of your dorm past curfew. If they catch you, well, yeah, they humiliate you pretty bad. So we snuck into the dorm. And there was actually some counselors sleeping in the church area. Don't know how they didn't hear us, but we got in there. And I haven't shouted. I mean, I haven't shouted like that in a long time. And I was just in the dark, just thanking God, calling out names. And he, he refilled me with a fire. And I thank God for that. And I shouted my voice out, and I sung my voice out. So, you know, if you hear somebody, you know, over here shouting, I'm going to need some help. I like some backup. But I thank God for this church. I am, oh, I am on fire. I'm on fire. And just continue to pray for me and my husband and Jacob. We're struggling right now, and we really need your prayers. Hallelujah. That's fantastic. Hallelujah. The devil ain't got them all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, he, 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 lose, he loses a few every year at youth camp. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. Amen. We praise God for that. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to uh, dismiss right now, uh, and uh, but uh, we're going to have a uh, a quick, brief uh, business meeting. Something that we need. I need to inform the church about our members, and uh, we're going to be uh, uh, asking uh, your vote on something. So. Please give us just a few minutes, and uh, it's it's still just ten minutes state right now. I didn't um, uh, preach as long as I have preached, so we've got a little time, and we'll still get you out here real or, real early. But let's bow our heads and thank the Lord for this service. Lord, as we come to you right now, we thank you and we praise you for this service. Thank you for the powerful move of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for these young people, God, who got stirred, refilled God in this youth camp. Hallelujah. God, we pray that the fire will keep stirring in them, God, and they will be blessed and be used by you in a mighty way, God, and you can use them to far up the church and far us all up for the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Let everybody say, God bless you. We love you in the Lord.